0: You are listening to The Tish with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Michael Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org.
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, Boker or... so we are continuing in our discussion of uh, what's the point of Judaism. I was saying um, uh, just a few moments ago that um, uh, uh, after uh, reflecting and looking back on it, um, we've been studying Sefer Echinuch and uh, talking about this uh, question for uh, for over a year now, um, and uh, um my my objective in it was to uh, to think about the rationale behind some of the most uh, challenging mitzvot in the Torah, um, with an eye toward uh, things that um, are uh, 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 still relevant or practical uh, uh, today. Um, we've delved into uh, some of the other areas, um, uh, like things that uh, are very. Um, uh, hard to understand in the Torah, uh, mitzvot that are hard to understand in the Torah, but nevertheless are not really applicable today. Uh, and then we've talked about some things that uh, are are pretty easy to understand uh, and and are applicable today, but still worth uh, talking about. So we've uh, we've talked about a lot. You know, that, uh, in 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 a year you have, you have uh, uh, fifty plus weeks, I, I can't remember exactly how many we've done. I think maybe more than a year. Um, but so it means that we've we've uh, talked about fifty to sixty uh, uh, mitzvot um, together, which is uh, pretty amazing when you think about it. Um, but uh, uh, since uh, we're we're coming to the end of uh, VaYikra and starting uh, um, uh, Bamidbar, um and therefore um, really kind of coming to uh, to the conclusion of uh, of, of uh, talking about some of this stuff, I'm gonna. Uh, uh, probably switch gears in in a couple of weeks uh, to something else so i 'm starting to think about that so if you have thoughts about what uh, what you 'd like to learn i 'm um, I'm, I'm open to uh, to hearing them um, next week we 're not going to have a session um, uh, i 'm going to be uh, i 'll probably be back from i think i 'll be back from uh, my trip by, by that point, but it may still be jet lagged so i 'm not going to uh, do it in the morning um, and uh, um, and so the week after what I was thinking is uh, we would do a a kind of uh, um, open conversation um, so that uh, I could hear your thoughts about what's the point of Judaism. Um, and so now you have two weeks uh, of a head start uh, to think about that question for yourself. Um, and I imagine that for uh, for for many of us, each answer will be a little bit different. So I, I'd, I'd love to kind of come to the table that morning and hear what uh, what you have to say. Um, about what you think that the uh, the the point, the basic message, the rationale behind uh, uh, behind this thing that we call Judaism is, um, and then beyond that, we'll uh, um, we'll we'll figure it out from there. Um, so the mitzvah I want to look at today um, is one of these ones that uh, I think probably has a pretty uh, um, uh, easy to understand rationale, but nevertheless uh, um, could use some reinforcement. Um, and, uh, and 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 uh, has applications that, uh, that that are areas that uh, I think a lot of us don't think about uh, too often, or or, or um, you know think about as being relatively innocuous, but nevertheless um, the Torah deals with very uh, strictly. Um, so that's um, uh, uh, something that uh, the Torah calls onaah, which means oppression. Uh, the rabbis uh, label two different kinds of a- oppression, um, but the one that we're talking about here is onaat devarim, which means oppression by means of words. Um, so the Torah has a whole um, a series of laws dealing with prohibited speech. It's very interesting, you know. In in in, uh, in the American tradition, um, we uh, we spend a lot of time focused on um, the the um, the the, uh, um, the responsibility that the government has not to restrict speech um, and the lengths and limitations of, uh, of, of free speech. And the Torah is, is almost the other way around entirely, um, uh, only really legislating what one cannot say. Um, and uh, presumably everything else is, uh, is, is free speech, but it doesn't really leave a lot of wiggle room. You, uh, there's a great book by a uh, rabbi called, uh, who we call the Chavitz Chaim, the book is called the Chavitz Chaim, um, uh, um, Rabbi Israel Meir Kagan HaKohen, um, who uh, also wrote another book called the Mishnah Bruah, one of the great rabbis of the 19th century. Um, and uh, and and you read that book, which is all about it's sort of expounding from a legal point of view the Torah's rules about uh, speech, lashon hara, things like that. And as you read it, you start to wonder, well, you know, what what it is you can say. Um, it's very uh, it's a very difficult thing. But the, so this is one part, uh, one category within that, one subcategory, which is onat devarim, oppressing somebody, hurting somebody by your words. So this is an important thing because uh, um, uh, you know we usually praise. Uh, blunt honesty right and uh, uh, you know, he like ah oh, that's a straight shooter. that's a person who tells it like it is right and uh, and, and uh, the uh, Jewish tradition is, is is certainly a fan of truth uh, but prizes um, prioritizes people's feelings over truth. Which is why you have a famous uh, ruling uh, from uh, um, Shammai, the, the sage Shammai, uh, that, uh, that you are uh, allowed to uh, lie to a bride on her wedding day to tell her that she looks beautiful, um, even if deep down you don't think that she does. Um. Uh. uh, You uh, now the you know some rabbis say okay, well, it's not really lying because every bride looks beautiful on their wedding. Okay, fine. Okay, but but I think the point of Shammai is there's a there's a value higher than truth, which is right. A white lie, exactly. Right. Um. So here you have, uh, in this category, on dvarim, oppression by means of words, some things that uh, you say that hurt people that are not true, and some things that you say to people that hurt them, uh, even if they are true, and all of that is prohibited. So I want to look not only at the reason but some of the uh, manifestations of it. So uh, I'm on the bottom of a 406 here, 407 in English. Um, and the and the mitzvah is this, that you shouldn't oppress uh, any jew with words now i think that we would probably expand this in our time uh, not only to jews but to non-jews as well although you know it's hard enough to not do it to jews um klomar no marli so you shouldn't say to another Jew uh, words that will pain him and will uh, cause him discomfort, um, and that he doesn't have uh, any power to help himself against them. Um, so that's a, that's a, I guess an important um, uh, um, qualification um, that uh, um, that you're 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 telling someone something hurtful that they can't really change, right? They can't really do anything about. Right, so you'll see what it means in a moment right so in, in, the the sages in the Talmud um uh, uh, explain this explicitly, some examples at least rishonim so if it's a person who's done a lot of chuva. Um, who's who's repented about uh, something that they've done? Don't say to him, "Oh, remember, you know that uh, that that sinful thing that you did, right?" Remember someone who, uh, you know, uh, re- remember that uh, uh, remember that uh, uh, you know woman you slept with that you shouldn't have slept with, right? He's done tshuva. Um, he can't do anything. He can't change the past, right? He's he's done as best he can to change his present, change his future, right? So you don't um, uh, remind him of his previous sin. Um, it's a a, a, um, a similar thing that's not mentioned here is uh, uh, saying something similar to a uh, to a convert. Uh, and there's a special category of uh, onaah for, uh, for 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 gerim, um, that you shouldn't that you're not supposed to. Uh, um, remind a convert of their non-Jewish past. Um, um, pre- because of the presumption that when they were a non-Jew, they were doing all sorts of things that would have been prohibited to Jews. Um, and so it causes them uh, pain. Hayu this chalaim, one, this one is a really hard one. Hayu chalaim ba'in so you have a, a, a friend who's a uh, um, uh, afflicted with some kind of sickness or, uh, or 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 illness. Don't say to him in the manner that Job's friends said to him. Halo um, kislatecha um, is not your fear of God your comfort your confidence. In other words. Um, um, Don't try to uh, uh, theologize uh, somebody's uh, pain, somebody's illness. That's a hard one. A lot of us, uh, um, this one is, is inadvertent that a lot of us do. A lot of us try, and Job's friends, I think, were trying to comfort him. A lot of us try to comfort people who are in pain, and and what we do um, causes them even more pain, right? Um, you know, we it was, you know we say things like like you know, um, oh she's in a better place, right? Or uh, um, um, you know, oh it's a it's a, it's a blessing that she's not in pain anymore, or <clears throat> or um, um, or you know everything happens for a reason, right? You know that sort of thing, which is what uh, Job's friends were trying to say to Job, I think. Um, and, uh, and nevertheless, each one of them causes him more and more pain, right? So, um, so this is an important dimension of it. Um, a, a, uh, uh, this is uh, well-meaning oppression, right? Um, so the first one about uh, the, uh, the, the Baal Tshuva may not be so well-meaning, but this one is well-meaning oppression. Um, uh, the Gomer, right? So, et cetera. So you look, you see uh, donkey drivers, uh, looking for uh, grain uh, to feed their donkeys. Lo lahem et Don't say to them, uh, go and uh, and uh, and see so and so. Lehu yodea But you know that so and so doesn't have any grain, right? Uh, we do this. Um, here's here's an example, I think, of how we do this. Um, it's not exactly parallel, but. Um, we uh um we invite people to things who we know cannot come, right? Um, and we do it because like, and I know because I've been there too. You like, I want the credit for the invite, right? Um, and so, so that's what's happening here, right? You want the credit to be able to say, okay, well, I helped this person, and for all that person knows, because you never told them, you don't really know that this person doesn't have. For all this person knows, you were a great guy who helped him, right? He can't blame you, right? And you don't want to be the guy who says, like, oh, I don't know something, right? You don't want to be the person who doesn't invite your friend, right? Um, but nevertheless, you don't really have a sincere intention of uh, of, uh, of, of helping them, right? So, so this is one in which... Um, uh, um, it, uh, the the sincerity of intention is the is the relevant factor, right? So you uh, so you tell them to go to see so and so, and then you know that they don't have any grain. Um, another way this happens um, is um, uh, you uh, um, uh, well, here we're going to see it. So you shouldn't say to a merchant. So you shouldn't go to a merchant and say how much is this item, but you don't really want to buy it. Right. Um, Or you don't really have the money to buy it. Right. So we do. uh, I'm sure. That's a strange one because there's a presumption that you know how much it costs. (laughs) If you ask someone what
0: something costs, it doesn't necessarily mean you don't want to buy it. You may not be in a position when you hear the cost.
1: Yeah. So I think that that's different. Right. Um, it's different to go to a place where you don't know something, how much something costs, want the item, and say, how much does it cost? They say $5, you only have $4, and say, oh, sorry, well, I guess that means I can't buy it. That's different. What it's saying is, I know I'm walking into the store with no money. I'm doing it because it's a fun afternoon activity. I'm looking, I see a beautiful, uh, shirt, and just because of curiosity, right? I want to know how much it costs. Not because I'm interested in buying it's
0: it. It's still strange because you may, you have that conversation. You may be back the next day to buy yeah. because of the salesmanship and the marketing involved in it. It's, that struck <laughs> me as a strange one to, to be hurtful or harmful.
2: Well, is this the same thing to go into a store? You know you're not going to buy anything and you sort of bother the shop people. They run after you. What I try to do is I know I'm not going to buy something. I say, look, look, I'm just looking around. Please, I don't want to bother you. Just, right. just cool it. Me, uh, yeah, but uh, there's a good point too. The idea sometimes when they're so nice to me and so hospitable, I do come back when I sure. do have the funds.
3: Right. I mean, also but, in the historical context, probably that
1: this is the invitation to start a bargaining process. This this wasn't a world where there were posted prices <laughs> on everything. Right. You know, the Turkish rug merchant, I, I think you know. And they, you know. it's also not a world of big box stores where the employees um, right. don't really have a vest, don't really have an investment. A, a huge investment in any individual customer. So walking into, say, Best Buy and asking the person the price of something that that actually may be a different thing. No one's I think really done the research on it because the presumption is that that it remains kind of the same. But um, uh, but but it's still, especially in a context where the the person who you're dealing with um, is first is making money off the sale or is the shop owner or something like that. Um, it. Um, even if you are going to come back tomorrow and buy the item, to ask the, to, to to ask about the price without a sincere intention of buying it today, um, inflates the person's sense of um, of uh, of of hope that they're going to make a sale, and then deflates it very quickly. So that causes pain, right? Um, it may not. You may not intend to cause pain. You may be actually. It's also different if you say to yourself, okay, I actually really want to buy this item. I don't know if I have enough now, but I'm going to come back tomorrow. So that's a little bit different too because you still have an intention uh, in some way to buy the item, especially if you say to the shop owner, um, no, that I'm not going to buy this item today, um, but if it's within my price range, I might come back tomorrow when I have the money on me. We don't have that problem anymore because we all credit cards. When I have the money on me, um, right? (laughs) <laughs> they have one that 's true um, right um, so um so it's a, so these are all uh, 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 really different kinds of examples in a way um, uh, because this this is one that, um, uh, um, that that's about um, that 's about building somebody up and then and then ripping them down right um, the other ones are not quite like that um, in some way the other ones are like. Uh, are about you um, uh, building yourself up by putting other people down, by doing things to other people, right? So, you know, um, saying to a to a Baal Tshuva, remember the the bad deed that you did, um, uh, the the context in which one would say that is often, you know, to make themselves feel better about, uh, you know, about their own behavior. Can I say something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You
2: know, sometimes you go to some place where someone who has risen to heights don't remind them of their humble origins. That really gets you in trouble too. A lot of people don't want to be reminded. Some people are proud that they've risen, but a lot of people don't want to be reminded. Dale ris- Lee is trying them. to sell election. But his <laughs> doing exactly
1: right. that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so so I don't really understand what his humble beginning. But I, I hear him say that I can't. You know that I struggled. With, anyway, whatever. Um, he wants um, to be a
0: man. Yeah. Well, I'm, um, I'm lucky I appear to missed his commercials
1: to date. Oh my god, the commercials are just nonstop. Uh, I, for someone who knows more than I do, I want to hear people's thoughts about this whole Tom Wolf business, too. Um, so um, it seems to me that they're. All the
3: examples that are presented here, each one of them, there's one who's more vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. Neither one of th- these are equal. Right. And I think that's what the Bible is sensitive about. When you're one up and you have the opportunity to say something derogatory or hurtful, don't. Right. But, but, but I think there's a, an element of vulnerability. Yeah, power, yeah. That it's not just two equal two people in equal positions.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. I think that there's a there's there's a built-in uh, power dynamic in, mm-hmm. in, in these, right? And so um, the the temptation is when you have a, a leg up on somebody, you know, to, to sort of do whatever you want to them. So do when whatever you have them, that okay. power.
3: Don't abuse it. Don't. Okay.
1: Right.
4: Yeah, but I'm sorry I have to leave, but I wanted to say. Yeah. Hirsch and I were in England, and we went to an open fair where there were vendors around. Mm-hmm. And I saw a table and it had socks and so I was looking at the men's socks and the owner of the the little display came up to me and um, he said, would you like to to, uh, buy those? And I said I was just looking with what you said before. I think it's a cultural thing because I think when Americans go shopping, we look a lot. Yeah. We don't necessarily intend to buy everything that we're looking at. Right. But when I said that, he was very offended. And huh. he said to me, be off with you then. Like that. And I looked at him like I, didn't, I really didn't understand. I understood that I had mm. hurt him by saying I was just looking. Mm. And he wasn't used to it or he mm. was offended by it.
1: That's interesting. So
4: I think that when we are just looking at something without... An earnest intention, as you said before, of buying, then it's almost like stealing, because you're stealing an opportunity for right. somebody else to stand there and say, "I want those
1: socks." Right. There's a related category um, of uh, of of law that's called gnevat daat which means um, stealing thought, literally, but stealing intention, right? And, and uh, it's, it's about uh, robbing things of people that uh, that are not uh, tangible, right? So uh, stealing person's time, stealing a person's uh, hope, right, uh, that they're going to make a sale, things like that, right, okay, yeah. Exactly.
3: yeah. In the old market in Jerusalem, that's the culture, the moment you walk in, they they think that you're going to buy and they yeah. run after that that's the right.
1: culture right, right. um so and, and uh, Charlotte I appreciate <laughs> you bearing your soul and I'm sure that uh, cosmically you are forgiven for that <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: so if you go to an, uh, an Arabic market lots of times they say oh come on look come on look because they realize that they might rope you in but they really make the whole thing. Oh, you
1: can look. It's alright. You can just come and look. Yeah. But so that's so. I mean, I don't but that's know. but that's okay. I mean, right? So a, a circumstance where a, a shopkeeper is fine with you, you know, uh, browsing around without any intention of buying that's that's a different thing. It's even different. I mean, I, I'm not sure if uh, if if uh, what Charlotte's describing would fall under un, under this. Ca- I mean, the shopkeeper certainly is within his right to say get out get away. Um, but if if Charlotte is being honest and saying, you know, I'm 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 looking without intent to buy. Um, and she's up front with the shopkeeper about that. Then I don't think that that falls into this category either. Um, the the what, what the category is you are um, th- this is the power dynamic that Rabbi Rosenwasser was talking about that, that you that you appear to the shopkeeper as if you are a a, a a a real buyer, right? And part of the appearance of that is you ask how much something costs, right? You you linger on something, you turn it over, right? You you know um, you feel the material, you uh, you spending a half an hour looking at one item, right? You know, these are things that, that give the shopkeeper the impression that you are a real paying, going to be a paying customer, um, which which launches that power dynamic, right? The the shopkeeper now wants your business, right? He's in a lower power position, right? And that uh, is a hurtful thing to to do, All right? And, and
3: even, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, please. The, the same same thought. Like the, the, the dynamic. We don't think about that, but that's his livelihood. Right. Each pair of socks that he sells is right. food on the table. For Charlotte it's okay. I might bite, I might not, it but it right. doesn't change her life.
1: Right. Right, right. Um all right, and so now let's look at the, just the next paragraph very quickly. Shoresh mitzvah zoyadua. So the root of this mitzvah is known. shalom It's it's meant to create peace among people. Uh Vegadolha Shalom in greatest peace, Shaboha olam. Um, and because only through peace is uh, blessing uh, brought into the world. The kasha machloket and uh, and uh, dispute among people is a is a bad thing, is a harsh thing. Kama klalotz vekama takalot tuluyotbo, and lots of uh, um, uh, curses and uh, and uh, misfortunes um, uh, are. are um, are are uh, arise or or, or um, are dependent on um, on dispute among people, right? So the 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 purpose of this, according to uh, the Sifra Khinuch is to create peace among people, right? And so if you if you are uh, weighing out um, uh, virtues, um, then um, uh, peace in some ways is a a higher value than truth. Um, uh, because it's a true statement to the uh to the um to the bal hey look at you know remember that that bad thing that you did right um and it's it it may be from your perspective a true statement to the um uh to the uh um, uh to your friend who's ill right that uh um that you know um, you uh, um these you know sufferings came about you because of some you know Transgression that you did, or or you can you know take comfort and maybe a true statement to you, but uh, but but peace among people is a is is a is a higher. Uh, a, a higher value and the other is um, I think along with what rabbi Rosenwasser was saying um, uh, not to um, uh, n- not to imbue um, uh, the the subtleties of a power relationship right it's, it's very hard for people to um, to be and remain um, equals there are often going to be um, uh, um, uh, power dynamics among people and the Torah is saying um, um, to the extent that those power dynamics exist um, don't abuse them right? Um, uh, um, treat other people um, the way you would want uh, from the, the the statement a couple weeks ago in Kedoshim, um, uh treat other people the way you would want uh, to be treated but, but is
0: intent part of this for example go back to the Baal Shuba you say to him or her um, look how you used to be, and now, you know, you you used to do all these things that were violations of mitzvot or whatever. Can your intent? You're trying to say to the person, you've really improved yourself. You're really leading a much holier life. And yet, this doesn't mention intent. Yeah. And you didn't intend to cause pain, but the other person. The recipient of your comment hears that as painful because he or she is reminded of their painful past. Yet this doesn't seem to touch on that,
1: right? So, um, so I think intent is a big factor in this, but not necessarily in the way that that, that you're uh, um, that you're saying. I mean, I think that that um, um, it. Well, let me put it this way: uh, intent is not a factor. I guess is really what I mean by that. Um, in, insofar as it, it doesn't matter whether or not you meant to be comforting to your friend by saying that, if it's not experienced that way, um, then it's uh, that it's ona then it's then it's, a, then it's oppression, um, right? Uh, your your um, you know your uh, intention. Right? I think that the the example of the, your uh, of a friend who's sick. I think that I read that as you're intending to help them, you're intending to make them feel better, right but it's uh, but it's not experienced that way. It's still on a so I think that that's important uh, a te- uh, um, Brad Hirschfield, who is a teacher of mine, um, says that um, um, uh, that uh, statements uh, that are meant to be loving are not loving unless they're experienced lovingly right so the uh, the Christian missionary who tries to convert me um, that, uh, that, that I experience as being really offensive and painful, um, they say this is an act of love that I'm trying to do for you, right? And I say it's not an act of love unless I experience it as an act of love. Um, so I think it's the same thing there, right? You could say that to your friend who converted or, or who's a bal tshuva, but unless they, unless they take pride in that statement, right, then, uh, then, then it's, then, then, it falls under the, uh, category. That's-
0: quite inhibiting of speech. Yes it is. Um, and is that really a good is that really a good result? Um, cuz remember in my hypo I'm doing it as a compliment. And I hear I hear yeah. you that it's received otherwise. I get that. Yeah. But that's that's pretty inhibiting.
1: I I, I agree. I think that that's the point. I think okay. it's I think it's supposed to be inhibiting. Um, I think that um, um um, I, I think that it is you know if, if you're weighing out values I think uh, um, freedom of speech is less of a value to the Torah than peace among people than people's than people's uh, um, emotional states than, than people's uh, um, you know uh, being uh, so,
0: so what would this, what would this say to parents who are constantly praising their children, the child gets a 95 on the test, and you as a parent say, Jonah, Sarah, that's great, and they're not happy because they wanted to get 100, and so that causes them pain.
1: Right, so I I think that that's Different, because in, in saying that's great, you're not pointing out something that they did that was not great, right? So we, we, uh, in, in the example that we're talking so about... They with were the ball-
0: improve, so they were improving. They kept getting in the 80s, now they got a 95, but they wanted to get a
1: 100. I understand, but, but it's... So the, the, the parallel analogy would be for the parent to say, you know... Hey, remember when you were just getting Cs, right? And now you're getting a B plus. That's fantastic, right? Um, that's the parallel analogy, okay. uh, I think. Um, um, but I, I, um, I got to think about it. I, the the um, I think that there, there is a, a sense in which um, uh, uh, parental speech falls under this category. Um, um, I, I'm not sure that the example that you gave is one. I think that that uh you know for me to say to a uh to a, a, a Balchuva not you know um not remember how how bad you were then, but if I say to them, you know, you've become such a tzaddik, right, um that's a different thing. Um it may imply, you know, the, the negative but it doesn't s- explicitly state the negative but
0: it causes the recipient pain this says doesn't this say that if that causes the recipient to think back to oh he's telling me that I'm such a tzaddik now implicitly aren't you saying him but you weren't before
1: yeah but it's not the same as explicitly saying it okay um
2: that's what I'm saying reminding them of their humble origins <laughs> that really we can yeah. see people
0: but Rabbi yeah Nos- yeah Hypothetically, you're not saying that, you're just saying how good they are yeah, yeah, but up, now, up, but, but, the but the implication, implication
2: is, is yeah,
0: yeah. Makes it pretty yeah. impossible,
2: to, yeah.
0: very yeah. difficult to carry on a conversation. Right. <laughs> that was my point earlier, I, right? Point
1: well, of, I, don't, I don't think so, because I think what, what the Torah wants to do is um, is does. focus conversation on ideas and away from people, right? Um, so, um, say so,
0: so you're a Sonic, is it an idea or is it about people?
1: Um so i i don't know i mean like, so there's a way in which praise um uh, can also fall under this category you may be uh, you may be right it may be that that that, that uh, uh i've been reading books on uh, on uh, um uh you know uh, parenting recently for for maybe obvious reasons and um and uh I like you the know the real thing though uh, <laughs> there there was um there, there, there was, I think, a period of time in which, um, in, you know, in which the, the dominant theory was, you know, um, constant praise of, of your children is a really good thing. The theory now is, um, is constant praise is a very bad thing because, um, you know, when, when, when my daughter starts walking down the stairs, you know, and I, um, and I like lavish on the praise, um, the, the, um, the, 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 the psychology that's reinforced is well, how can I ever top that, right? And uh, um, um, you know, so uh, so there's a way that even praise can be oppressive. Um, and, uh, and 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 uh, and what what the books now say to do is 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 acknowledge what they're doing, right, uh, say, like, I see what's going on, right, I I, I um, understand the emotional experience that you're having, but I'm not, you know, um, uh, overly, uh, you know, uh, uh, not overly celebrating it, and not overly criticizing it. Oh, I'm sure Lilo um, will understand. Yes, yeah, so I'm sure she does. So, um, um, did, but it, did
0: every little leaguer get the trophy. Yeah, uh,
1: right, where I'm going next. No, no. So that, but that's that's exactly what it's saying not to do. Yeah, do not don't sure. give every little leaguer the trophy. Um, uh, but it, but I think it is saying that uh, that there's a way which even praise can be oppressive. Um, and uh, and uh, and so what it does is is it, is it refocuses the conversation on um, on on uh, on uh, um, on you know on on ideas of good and bad right and right and wrong and not on um uh and not on uh, a celebration or a uh or or criticism of uh, of what a person's doing so i think that that is sort of one of the things that the torah is getting at in terms of our speech is that um is that we shouldn't be talking about each other right we shouldn't be talking because that leads to jealousies and resentments and hurt feelings um um, it it leads to the the destruction of uh, of, uh, of of reputations. It leads to all sorts of things. So if um, I
0: say to Rabbi Rosenberg, "Gee, that was a great class that Rabbi Knopf taught this morning."
1: <laughs> so I think with I, I, no, no, I'm
0: serious, so, based based on what uh, you're saying.
1: Um, so I think that, um, that, 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 um, that if the focus of the conversation is on the class and not on me as a person, then that would be protected speech by the Torah, right? Um, if, if, you, if you say, if you say that, was a, um, that was a great class that Rabbi Knopf had, and let me tell you all the reasons that Rabbi Knopf is so great... Um, that actually, I think would not be okay by the, by the Torah because, um, well, you don't know how Rabbi Rosenberg experiences that and vice versa. Um, and, uh, and it could also, right. So, um, uh, um, so no, I think that, I think that that wouldn't be, I think that now if you say that was a great class, here's what I learned. Right here's what we talked about. Right, that is right. That's I think where the Torah wants the focus to be, um, which is why there's so many categories. All the elements, in one way or another, of um, prohibited speech in the Torah are things that um, that we say um, uh, really about other people, right, or about ourselves, right. And those are things that are prohibited. I think for for very good reasons. It's not they're not easy things to follow, but I think there are good reasons. beyond. it. Well, see,
0: I mean, of course, then again, I could say well, Rabbi Knopf taught a great class this morning. Gee, I wish you could teach that well. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. (laughs) Right, right. Right, right. But now I've caused, now I've potentially caused him pain. I get that one. Right,
1: So, but it's possible that just by saying, man, that was a great class that Rabbi Knopf taught, um, I love his teaching, the listener could imply, or infer rather, the other thing. Right. right um you know uh, i like
0: listening to him better than you
1: right Whatever. A, you know a a uh, you know uh, someone who's on a good emotional even keel may not right but uh but but people are um are uh, are are imperfect all right so it's so uh, you know um it's um you know when when i hear praise of somebody else i have to be admit it's it's hard for me not to have at least a piece of me that says well, does that mean I'm not as good, right? Um, and uh, um, uh, I, I know that I'm not the only person who thinks that because I see other people do this and say it explicitly to me all the time. When I, like, compliment somebody else with something, you know, someone will say, well, what do you think about me, right? Or they'll think, I could see them thinking it. Um, so uh, it, it does happen, it's true. And I think that, that uh, the extent to which we, we focus conversation about people either celebrating or criticizing them, um, then we do, uh, um, uh, I think that the idea that that what this is trying to perpetuate is shalom, is is peace and harmony among people, I think that it actually, um, if we were to actually do it, it would would accomplish that goal. Um, But it's a very hard one. It would, also think to make us more it would make maybe it would make life a lot more boring. You know the truth, the, the, the funny thing is one of the things that they say um, for someone who's sick. You know how do you talk to a friend who's sick or who's uh, um, uh, or who's in mourning? One of the things they say is gossip with them, right? Um, because you know they feel like you know, have been in a hospital for for two weeks. They're like out of the loop. Like it makes them feel like a human being to gossip a little bit. I, you know I get it, right? Uh, you know in some ways they're they're. It is what we do as human beings. Um, It would make life a lot less human and a lot more boring if we didn't do it, although it makes a lot more contentious when we do.